Hey guys, welcome back to the Real Ones Know podcast. And if this is your first episode, thank you so much for joining us. My name is Tolu. And my name is Bolu. And in this episode, we're going to talk about staying operational during COVID and entering our second official lockdown. Yeah, and also how we're going to cope through that, how it affects our mental health, how mental health is also related to physical health, and all of that good stuff. So yeah, we're also joined by two beautiful and educated Black women. So we also get their insight on that. And they also share their initiatives that they also have going on. So yeah, it's make some sure really you, good conversation. So make yeah, sure you stick to the end. Yeah. So yeah, let's get into it. Okay, so as we said, we're joined by two beautiful black women today in our midst. Mm-hmm. We're going to actually let them introduce themselves, you know, so that you guys get to know about them and what they're about. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for having me on here, having us, I guess. Um, my name is Olejuru Anozier. I am a Nigerian, Canadian, um, South African born. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, we went all over the place. Okay, uh, so add some spice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I guess immigrant slash. Um, yeah, I guess for one and a half generation, I saw that on there your guys' you page. That's I felt so nice. connected to that. Um, wow, love because that. Because I moved here love when that. I was six, but I grew up. I grow up in a Nigerian household, and so yeah. very much mm-hmm. in um, infused with the Nigerian culture. So kind of straddling those mm-hmm. two worlds in a sense. Um, but yeah. yeah, a little bit about myself. I love to write. I love to read. So I didn't used to like to identify with the title poet, but I do now because anybody oh, who writes poet. poetry is a poet. <laughs> wow. You know? wow. Um, so I have <laughs> to stuff. spit something a little bit later on this podcast. Honestly, oh, I, some we'll spoken see, word. We'll see. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I have some stuff published. Uh, just kind of I use it wow. as a, I use poetry as a way of kind of expressing myself um, education wise I finished a degree in psychology oh with God. a minor in bio I just finished that in 2019 um, from King's University in Edmonton and then I flew to New York to complete my master's degree in narrative medicine and everybody's always like, what's narrative wow. medicine? Um, I'm, I'm everybody. <laughs> what is that? The easiest way I can explain it is kind of merging the worlds of um, the arts, so story, with the world of medicine, um, or what people would like to wow. often call hard sciences. And kind of asking questions like, how do we honor the illness experience or the narratives of people coming into a healthcare encounter? whether that's the physician or healthcare practitioner, whether that's the patient or family of the patient, um, what are the ways that we can pay attention to the narratives that we live, the narratives that we um, intersect with other people, and use that kind of as a holistic approach to health and wellness. So that's kind of what I did. I graduated from that wow. um, this past <laughs> Wait, summer. within a year? Yes, in a year. It was it was a grind. Um, <laughs> I went fast through it, but wow. it was really beautiful. And so, yeah, um, that's, that's kind of a little bit about 
where I'm coming from. Okay. Cool. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> That's a lot. That was that was really it's good. A, it's a bit of a one to follow, but go ahead. <laughs> true, true. Um, hi. Like I just said, thank you for having us. We're really excited to get to sit down with you guys. Um, my name is Azaria Tyson. I am a Caribbean Canadian, and like I just said, one and a, was it one and a half generation. Oh, no, 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 one no. and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that because <laughs> we are here. It's a real, real thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, my parents came from beautiful Caribbean island, and they met here and um, have kind of, yeah, raised their families here. Um, I am a little out of touch with what I do for fun at the moment because I just came right out of a full semester of school, so I'm just going to go with that. <laughs> Um, That's the truth. <laughs> um, I uh, just finished my first semester of a Master of Sciences. Um, my undergrad was a, in Biological Sciences at the University of Calgary. And wow. that is kind of... Oh, no, 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 no. Snap, snap over around for that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, that's kind of my education and family and everything. And um, we cool. are, yeah, we're really excited to be here. Well, cool. I'm Bolu, and, and that's what? Tola, and you're listening to <laughs> and nobody asked. The Rock Podcast. Um, oh, well. So basically, okay, we need so... to ask about, like, right now, Alberta is now going to our second, quote on kind of a lockdown, kind of, sort of, kind of mm-hmm. and it's like, how are we feeling? Like, what's... What what are what are mm, our feelings yeah. towards it? Mm. Oh, jumping right in. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, we don't play here. <laughs> yeah, no, no feelings about lockdown. Like personally, um, honestly, I yeah. think I'm like I get it. I've kind of come to an acceptance of it over time because, um. I was in New York, right, when this whole coronavirus thing started happening. And New York at the time was the epicenter of the outbreak, at least in North America. Um, And it was just, it was a lot to take in. Um, A lot of people that, like my classmates, um, people from church, uh, just people in my social circle were really, really, really affected by the virus. Um, And so I flew home. And was in isolation for the two weeks and stuff like that. And had a lot of time to really think about the impact um, of the virus. And so to see the way that it claimed people's lives, um, to see the way that it, you know, shut down businesses, people were being out of jobs, out of work, not knowing um, when they were going to be able to open back up again. Um, And thinking that a lot of these things could maybe have been remedied earlier um, with appropriate action, it kind of took me to a place of like, okay, well, we're doing what we have to do now. So everybody just kind of be responsible for what you can control because everything just felt so crazy and like out of control. Um, and so for me, with the second lockdown, like yeah. now being in Canada, I think it's what needs to happen. Um, it's very, in my opinion, um, for sure it's hard because we all you know we're human beings that are created relationally like we love to be able to hang out with each other we love to be able to um yeah to be in each other's presence and so to have something that is now telling us not only to be afraid of others but be afraid of ourselves is 
is really hard to grapple with but I also live with my grandparents Mm. and I know that I kind of have to take things out of my own opinion and look at their vulnerability and be like well if a lockdown in order to try to you know alleviate the healthcare system in order to try to help save um, as many lives as possible is what's necessary that I'm gonna do it because I know the impact it's having on um, on my grandparents and their ability to stay safe. Yeah, it's a good perspective, for sure. What about okay. you, Siri? Yeah, I think that my perspective is just kind of I've actually been like watching to see what measures would be taken for a while now. Just kind of as we've seen the numbers rising and rising and rising, it's like. We know that it's not just going to disappear on its own. Like we have to, at some point, um, we have to take individual responsibilities and collective responsibility to um, keep everybody safe. And so kind of now that that's been done and we've um, like, you know, some people are wishing that it would be more. Some people are wishing it would be less. But I think that looking at the... Um, some things that I feel like don't always get considered because people feel like, you know, I'm a special case because of this, or this can be okay because yeah. you know, there's an exception in this case or this case. And we're seeing that now where people mm-hmm. are finding so many loopholes and so many kind of little ways to avoid the what we know is coming, which is kind of the holidays. That's not going to look the way we'd all like it mm-hmm. to look. Um, but, you know, just looking at yeah. what's necessary to keep our health system running and to have um, services and resources available to deal with not only COVID um, cases, but just all the usual um, cases that 100%. happen every single day and to have those yeah. resources taken away. You know, everything is just spread so thin. Mm-hmm. And so even though it may seem like, you know, yeah. like, you know, they're, the cases are centralized to this demographic or in this type of situation. We have to kind of step back and look at um, overall how are we going to keep the health system running so that if you know something comes up for you right now that may not even be COVID related, can you access the health care that you need um, as well? Yeah. So I really mm-hmm. think that it's it's like whatever we can do, you know, from government level right down to individual yeah. level to keep everybody safe mm-hmm. and healthy and having access to the resources that they need we need to do it and it's not fun for all of us and the, the mental health concerns are are um significant mm-hmm. and we have to also do our yeah. part to keep everybody healthy mentally as well but um we kind of have to be creative so that we're keeping people physically healthy mm-hmm. yeah so speaking of being creative and like you know with mental health and like keeping up with that what were some of the things that you guys did during the first lockdown, especially like Olajuru, like you were away from your family and like you were in a foreign place, like you were in New York. Like what were the things, yeah, foreign place. Like, to you. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. what were some things that you did to like really keep your mental health top notch? Or like if it wasn't like, how was that for you? Like, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I spent <laughs> some time in New York, and then I was able actually to get out of New York on the last flight out of the city. How was how um, was traveling home. before we get? It how was, was that. Yeah, it, traveling was wild. Like JFK, okay. Like JFK is a huge yeah. airport, and mm-hmm. when I got there to fly out, it was dead. Like, can you imagine just? 
JFK and all its busyness oh, wow. as this huge hub mm. of international travel, like very few cars. I think there was maybe one or two in front of us when we were oh, driving wow. in. There was no lines. The airport was wow. empty itself. Like it felt like a ghost town. Um, and I think for me, that's when, because I had been locked in my apartment essentially all the mm-hmm. weeks before that. Um, and yeah because like classes had gone online and all that kind of stuff and so to kind of go outside for the first time I'm like really really leaving my house um to see that an airport like that is completely Mm -hmm. empty was really really shocking um but traveling itself was fine I think it was a little scary because it was kind of in the height of we don't know anything about this virus Mm -hmm. like I don't want to catch nothing I'm going home to my grandparents I don't want to be bringing anything in so I for the first time was feeling like anything about me was contaminated Mm -hmm. like if I breathed if I touched anything if I whatever Mm -hmm. and so it was very lonely uh, because even like me kind of being in my bedroom for two weeks by myself with nothing but a computer screen it really took a toll on my mental health I will not lie it took a huge toll on my mental health to the point where I um, actually very interestingly one of my friends had told me that Maybe it was time for me to get off of my phone screen um, because that was like the only way I was connecting. So I was on it all day, whether I was Zooming, mm-hmm. whether I was phoning people, whether I was on Instagram. And I was like, I, I can't like my body feels so mm-hmm. drained. Um, yeah. And my friend was like, maybe you need to go off. Maybe you actually need to like take a break from this. And honestly, Mm -hmm. that was the best advice she could have given me because for the next day, I told everybody, I was like, I'm not going to be on here. I turned off my phone for the whole 24 hours. And the next, after the 24 hour hour cycle had finished, um, I was like, oh, like, I don't even really want to go back on here because it was now a time for me to, to really center myself and be like, okay, like I'm a human. I'm not a computer Mm -hmm. screen. Um, and I think computer screens too are kind of disjointed in that you're kind of together but you're not and so even like biologically there's cues that we can't really pick up on Um, so that was one Mm -hmm. thing and then during that time I started coloring so I um, got my brothers Mm -hmm. to bring them up I printed out a whole bunch of those like online free adult coloring books (laughs) and I sat and colored for hours and it was the best thing (laughs) that's nice yeah that's good. What about you, Zaria? Um, I think there's, I don't know, there's a certain level of isolation that typically comes with being, like, in the middle of, um, the, mm-hmm. like, the middle of a semester and the exams and the, you know, schoolwork yeah. and everything. Oh. So I tend to kind of get buried in that as it is and then I think totally. having the option of the certain outlets that you have be taken away as well um, is really tough because the, the usual things that you would mm. do to say okay if you have mm. an afternoon where you're like I can afford to maybe not be in the library for till it gets dark um, and you want to you have things that you know you would go out and do that would help you like reset and feel like you're living and um feel like you can you have that balance Mm -hmm. those are kind of now off the table and so you I think that was that was a a tough thing especially studying through um even summertime you know that's a time we Mm. kind of all look forward to where you know Mm. we want our weather to be good and not this girl hitting the nerve (laughs) 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 (laughs)
<laughs> yeah, and the travel plans mm-hmm. and the I just like mm-hmm. I, yeah. having the sun be out and not be mm. able to right do all that I want to do. But then even worse is like during the winter mm-hmm. yeah. as well. Like one thing, it being dark by totally. like four p.m. and it's like there's not a yeah. lot of sunlight as to yeah. enjoy. So that's really that takes a it toll does. as well. Um, I just want to say like I don't think we ever mentioned the uh, our thoughts on the first lockdown on the podcast because mm-hmm. we were in the pod we were in the lockdown when we were doing the podcast <laughs> but i definitely yeah, think yeah. looking back now that like as to like azaria's point like th- looking for the outlets that you would usually use to escape and then knowing you can't do them it's just like oh no like yeah. i really would yeah. rather like go do something else and i'm right. really in my house like i feel like initially um during lockdown i was like oh i'm chilling binge some shows you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know sleep get up snack so much yeah. snacking happened mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. that first lockdown mm-hmm. um <laughs> you know really trying to do which is what triggered yep, the walks do trying to taste break breakers <laughs> and then you know when i started to realize like oh i can't like i don't have that human contact because i feel like i'm a mix between like an introvert and an extrovert like i don't have that like oh i get to see people i was like okay let me mm-hmm. go on walks and like really trying to like mm-hmm. like uh calm my mind down because and also to Elaju's point that like these screens are so like to a point where it's like I'm so tired of it, I don't want to do this anymore. And I think yeah. also that's how like e-learning is. Like you're going to school and you're staring at mm-hmm. your screen for how many hours, you, or you're doing e-work and you're just, it's just everything. Here. Yeah, everything is happening. It's just on very here. much exhausting, and yeah. I don't think I didn't. It's just like it's it's a cycle. Mm. It's just like it's just like the same thing every yeah. day. Like go on my laptop, yeah. go, and then if it's like okay, I want to engage yeah. and do like social stuff. It doesn't it's feel also different. It's yeah. like How it do doesn't feel different. Space no, all be your whole mm. life and workspace. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like, good yeah. for you. Yeah, it really throws your good. head out it's because you're eating and you're. Um, studying and you're talking to you know family friends it's all the same you know yeah. and depending on yeah. um what, you know exactly what your living space looks like that can be really really difficult because yeah um, I mean like, I'm even a, studies I'm, about yeah. sorry go ahead I was gonna say like things like that we know about what helps create a good night's sleep and everything like that are when you have division between your spaces and your Exercise. room and your bed is for this yeah. and other spaces are for that but yeah. if you're in a situation where you have to like double up and use all these spaces for multiple things like it really yeah. just can kind of mess with even just your rhythm and your daily routine yeah like I can say like I personally I really like to study mm. outside yeah. of my room and like my house like my living space and so like going back into lockdown now I'm just like especially with finals I'm like I'm gonna have to do everything mm-hmm. at home like you know sleep and work in the literally in the same like yeah. four walls and it's like and then I can't exercise and then it's like being stationary you don't get as tired so it's like affected my sleep as well right. like I'm not able to exercise like really get energy out because I'm really just on my laptop yeah. working and like you know social media and all that so it's been tough for sure but I'm just like what are the things that we can do from your guys's perspective to like to get through this time like holidays are coming finals i know for some of us it's going to be like mm-hmm. this coming week or like you know as um azaria has said she had her finals like what are some things that you would advise for us to do to really get through this time the second lockdown um i can touch on a little bit with school um i think the it's it, a lot of intentionality and things that just really don't come easily right now um, so with your exercise routine being um, 
kind of disrupted trying to find ways like we're allowed to go for walks we're allowed to be outside even though it's freezing um little things like that can really even just break up the day make you feel like you've gotten outside you've you've changed up your space changed up you know what's constantly in your view um so i think going for little walks and things like that really helps um and even though it doesn't feel the same you know taking the time to connect with people in the ways that you can um does make a difference even though on zoom it's just it's not it doesn't feel like you're you're there it doesn't feel like you're it doesn't hit it it's different it does but i mean the compared to the alternative which is a tendency to just like cut off and completely um withdraw um is you know can be even more harmful um than taking advantage of the the outlets that we do have so i would say really and especially for my personality type which is really to especially when i have a lot of work to do is just to kind of like shut down cut cut everyone off <laughs> like you're not gonna see me for a while me bro <laughs> me bro yeah so that's really real for me and then i can like look up and be like um i don't think i'm doing great at this point i should probably make some changes so i think just for me being intentional about those little things that even though i don't feel like doing them i know will make a difference that's so good that's so good i totally agree with you i think for myself um one of the things was that helped me the first time too was i was still in school so there was still a little bit of that idea of routine excuse me there was that idea of okay at 10 o'clock in the morning i have this at you know 6 p.m i have that and um that kind of helped to like azaria said break up the um monotony of the day so i think that's really important is finding out for yourself what's a schedule that that helps you feel a sense of normalcy um in a time when things aren't really normal at all and then i would Mm -hmm. also say um there's Mm -hmm. lots of creative ways to get in contact with people um to like a couple of weeks ago maybe last weekend I was in a group um, and we played Cahoots via Zoom because like, you can share your screen oh, and you can that. have your phone. I love and it's that. so fun. Mm. <laughs> it, that's, that's an amazing so idea. Good. Oh my goodness. That's uh, a good idea. Yeah, right? I How have we not thought about that? Me being a Cahoot addict, I'm just like, wow, <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that. That, I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. That is absolutely It was amazing. so, yeah, so good. Ooh, good. A Christmas Cahoot. Right? So it's, there's, there are ways to even change up the ways that we are able to relate to one another and make things more fun that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just wanted to add to to that. I feel like even being able to like have a conversation about it, about mental health and how we were affected in this pandemic, I feel like that's very, very mm-hmm. important. And I think as I've gotten older, I noticed that the, the conversation of, of mental health, especially in the Black community, has, I mean, it's gotten better over time, but it's been a difficult one to have still. Mm-hmm. And the perspective of, you know, being Black women because we're all black, spoiler alert, we're all black women here. Um, Being black women in this black community talking about mental health and how like, how we were so honest. We're like, you know, bro, I was suffering. Mm -hmm. My head wasn't Mm -hmm. there (laughs) and it was tough. I think, I mean, I personally don't, I mean, I don't want to say I don't know, but like I, I feel like our, our community has gotten better when talking about it, but I don't know. I don't think we are. I think to add to what you're kind of saying, like, as we've mentioned, we're 1.5 generation. Right. Like we are yeah. in that middle, um, that gray area, yeah. right? And so I think like coming from um, immigrant families where it's not really discussed mm-hmm. as a family for some people, 
and then being like going outside and then being with your friends and really discussing that Mm -hmm. and in some friend groups right I think it's very it's interesting to see the contrast where it's like you know it's not really discussed at home but then when you go out it's discussed so I find that like sometimes I'm like I don't know how to bring it up at home but at the same time it's like am I in my head about it like am I the only one going through this like are my because I feel like parents don't really expose themselves like that to be really going mm-hmm. through things and so it's like I don't know about you like I don't know how to relate with you mm-hmm. on that level like do you guys know what I'm, do you know what I'm yeah saying? that idea of kind of like who who gets it and who doesn't and it's like mm-hmm. I don't know who yeah it's so hard to know who gets it unless you actually try to talk about it but then breaking that barrier of talking about it is also Mm -hmm. a a struggle yeah so i totally totally hear yeah uh, hear you with that and especially like in black communities where or even even more specifically like nigerian communities um where there's kind of already a, a natural separation between parent and and child in that there's kind of that space of respect that you don't really cross certain boundaries. And so when it comes to things mm-hmm. as personal or as mm-hmm. um, revealing as mental health, some of us don't have the language for it and some of our parents don't have the language for it. And so we kind of just find ourselves, yeah. you know, bouncing around. I totally hear you. Yeah. I think that's a good, that's yeah. a, an advantage that we have being in that 1.5 because yeah. um, we kind of see both sides and we see the good and bad of both sides and we have something to offer to generations you know before us um and after us because we we kind of get to analyze from being inside of both spaces and both worlds and and take away what is really great and awesome what we love and what we can help bring change into Mm. as well Mm. that's a really good point um i wanted to say even to that like how not even to that i mean how do we feel like about therapy so being able to be so comfortable talking about um you know mental health in the in the black community and having conversations about it how do we feel about you know the big t word mm. <laughs> Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. I want to be a psychiatrist. All you want. So <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Without a question. It's it's so necessary. I think yeah. like, and I didn't really even get it. I've always been a person that's like, if you need help, seek help and whatever. Yeah. There and therapy too has multiple forms, right? There's not. It's not. Sometimes people think therapy and they only think, okay, I'm gonna be sitting in a you know, in a pristine room with a doctor across and they're going to be taking notes. But there's all kinds. There's art therapy. There's music therapy. There's mm. therapy that happens between friends. Like, there's all kinds of different types. Mm-hmm. So, like, I say oh, pick spitting. according to what... <laughs> yeah, she is. She really is. She really I is. I say spit according to what... Uh, pick according to um, what you know you're comfortable with at the mm-hmm. beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm. I honestly think some of the difficulty with therapy is not having done it. Um, and it wasn't until, like, I got in a situation uh, where there was just, like, a lot of tragedy happening around in my life. And I um, had to speak to somebody about it because I was, like, I I, I was crying every day. Mm. It was not helpful. Um, and one of my friends was, like, I think, I think you might need more help than just, you know, me and you sitting here. Um, and mm-hmm. I went into it, and it honestly was so so helpful and so important so as a person who's kind of had to be in that kind of situation um i say go for it so important Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. And I, I also definitely understand the process that it can sometimes be to get there. Because mm, yeah. um, mm-hmm. for a long time, I was like in my head, I'm like, yeah, like, you know, there's fine if you need it. Um, I mean, everybody needs it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I think, you know, I'm probably probably okay for now. Thank you. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. But so it can definitely be a, a journey, and especially for our people. <laughs> um, we know that you can't, it's not something you can bring someone to it they have to come to it on their own they have to kind of go through that process um to come to the point where they're like okay i'm um i need this and there's no there's nothing wrong with it um it's healthy and it's helpful and it's necessary um but i think yeah i had a similar situation where i came to the point where i was like i just can't do the internal processing anymore Mm -hmm. there needs to be um Mm. just like you know even if it's something as simple as as talk therapy um yeah if you're someone who's constantly internally processing that's something that can help you um you know see things differently and understand things differently and yeah then there's so many other ways that can cater to almost any you know processing form and situation that you're going through so absolutely it's Mm -hmm. and it's something that i think if we were honest that everyone comes to Mm. Um, at some point or another, yeah, that yep. you know we yeah. can do the hard way or we can do it a more healthy way. <laughs> yes, so. yeah, cause cause you don't have to hit rock mm-hmm. bottom before right. you go mm-hmm. to therapy. Cause there's like I saw a tweet and it was like most people go to therapy because of the relationships that they have with people that aren't going to therapy. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that's because mm-hmm. a lot of us aren't cognitive of like how we project. Or, like, you know, the traumas that we are, you know, reflecting on other people. But, like, for my um, my experience with therapy, it's interesting because it was actually my mom that forced me to go to therapy. Shout and, out to her. And um, <laughs> she just saw me and she, yeah, big shout out to her. Because she was, like, she drove me 45 minutes. Wow. She was, like, we're getting in the car. We're going to therapy. Like, I had, re- I had reached, like, a point of just, like, darkness that I had never mm-hmm. seen before. And she was just, like, yeah, we're going to go. And she, she drove me 45 minutes. And, honestly, I remember it was, like, it was January, it was early January, like January 3rd or whatever. And it was like the most eye-opening like experience of my life. Like nothing, literally, it's crazy because nothing in my life changed, mm. but it was perspective mm, that changed. Yeah. And it was like hearing it, hearing somebody else explain what I'm going mm. through from a different perspective was just like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. Like it was just, it was very empowering okay. for me. And also as um, Olajiru said, like, there's different sorts of therapy. And for me, I find that I'm very much, I internalize my processing. I don't really talk about it out loud, but I feel like journaling is a way for me to like really get it out. And like, that's another way to like get perspective Mm -hmm. instead of like going to therapy. But I still think, yeah, therapy is definitely, and it's hard because sometimes if you, even if you go to therapy, sometimes you don't feel comfortable about saying some things, but therapy is as much as you put into Mm -hmm. it, right? So you need to be a hundred percent real with what you're going through to actually like get to the root of what you're going through, which is, it's a lot of emotional work. It's not as easy, but the, the, um, the, the the results of it is definitely. And just to speak on, it's not as easy. I mean, not as someone who's gone to therapy, but I'm, uh, guys, I'm coming. (laughs) I'm coming. Okay. Um, um, To say my two experiences with, with it was one, um, watching Tolu go through that and how much, I want to say, like, I don't want to say how much happiness afterwards, but just this clarity, like, okay, like, there's, 
there's a piece that was kind of missing or like I just needed to hear somebody else kind of see it from the outside and explain it or say it again or give me tips on how I could cope better and like that like I think lit a fire or like relit the fire was like okay yeah I can do this and another experience that I had with someone who was also going to therapy was one of my friends that I had met and they were telling me about oh yeah like after this class I'm going to therapy and I was like yeah have a good session you know um hope everything goes well and they they are also part of the black community African community and there was this moment where it was just like I thought you were gonna laugh at me <laughs> like mm. I was just testing to see like because I am going but I just wanted to know like what your reaction would be and I did I've never mm-hmm. told another like Nigerian or another African and they have been like oh you go to therapy you know and I was like no like <laughs> and what Tolu was saying beginning in the beginning your mental health is just as important as your physical health and we love to yeah, say it totally. but people don't mean it and i'm like it really your body is. your body if your head isn't bro <laughs> your head is not feeling it bro like literally heart, i will have your so body much will be like your body will start breaking down start like i'm holding my back like i'm like i can't i can't do this like so i feel like for it's different mm-hmm. for many people but mm-hmm. i know that definitely translates to your body mm-hmm. and like even how you look your face like you know there's certain you start to the stress acne all of that like it starts to show on you physically so i think it's very important to as much as like physical health like we can go you go to the doctor when you're sick what do you do when you're mentally sick or like not but you know what i mean like your mental health <laughs> yeah when you're yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You go, we're, we're tracking with you right? we it's know where you were going friends. with like, that yeah, like, <laughs> we got you. you also mentioned like you know your friends are also there yeah. for you like process with but at the same time Friends are also going through things. Friends are not there. They they don't have the tools, the practical tools for you to actually go to work mm-hmm. through some yeah. certain things. So I think therapy really is like a good tool. But at the same time, I think it's important to know how inaccessible it is for many people. Like therapy can be so expensive and it just, for some people, yeah. it's just not affordable. Yes. And I feel like, that's a disparity that I see that yeah. it's not, it's very unfortunate, honestly, because yep. yeah. I know that there's many people that need it that can't afford it. And I'm just like, yeah, it sucks. But I don't know. There should be a way to, you know, work through that or figure that yeah. out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is great. Mm-hmm. I love this. This is a really good conversation. And just being <laughs> able to like chit chat about it. I mean, and so now I want to segue into, you know, you guys plugging yourselves, you guys telling us, you know, what you're like, I mean, you guys told us what you guys are doing school-wise <laughs> and stuff, but any extracurriculars that you want to throw down on wink, the wink. podcast, sprinkle up on here. <laughs> hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, and also, we're going to ask you some questions about it, so. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm yeah um i'll i'll throw in a quick sentence and let azaria take the reins okay you go ahead. You go so ahead. <laughs> um yeah i think just kind of again segueing from this idea of disparity um so azaria and i run with a team of people um fabulous <laughs> wonderful creative loving kind team of people go ahead all uh, the adjectives our <laughs> our nonprofit um, hmm. World Healthcare Equity Foundation, and previously known as Hearing the Little Heartbeats, um, we just kind of rebranded to better to allow our name uh, to better encapsulate our 
I guess, worldwide vision. And essentially, we are a nonprofit that kind of focuses on um, healthcare equity. Mm. So the idea of helping increase accessibility to um, medical supplies, medical procurement, um, equipment, and things like that for people all over the world. So right now we are working currently in Guatemala and we also have begun work in Grenada. Um, and where can we find, really like, what are you guys' ways that people can find, like, this NGO? Like, what are your Instagram? Do you guys have a website? And to help you as well. Like, are there ways <laughs> yeah, that we can do to can support? <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah. I want to make sure I'm not saying it wrong. Um, we have a website. A website is probably the best hub in a sense of getting a grander picture of everything um that we have our uh that we have our hands working with together that was a weird way of phrasing that but yeah so our website um is www.whcef.ca um so world healthcare equity foundation.ca um and then you can find us on instagram at underscore whcef um and you can find us on facebook (laughs) with the same thing um and then you can also sign up for our uh, blog or newsletter from the website as well. And we have links to that in our, I believe, in our Instagram. So really, if you go to any of those key spaces, um, Instagram, Facebook, website, you'll be able to get connected. You can send us emails. Um, and yeah, we we like to be in contact with everybody who who supports us and who's trying to figure out how to get involved. Um, there's lots of ways to get involved. You know, you can donate, which is probably the one that is most directly yeah. linked to um, enabling us to fulfill our mission. But um, also, if you feel so led, um, we're always expanding our team. So there's ways to get involved with our team mm-hmm. um, and volunteering and stuff like that. So Love that. And we're going to have all those details in the post mm-hmm. and our Instagram. So you, if you head over to our Instagram, you'll be able to find all that to support them. Um and yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Cool. <laughs> if you wanted to be the cool. last, the last well, bit, totally. yes, of course. And so, obviously, as you always hear, you can head over to our Instagram. Make sure you follow us and you subscribe to follow us on Instagram and subscribe to the podcast, whatever podcast avenues you listen to us on. Make sure you're following us on there so you don't miss an episode. Also, we have lots of episodes out there. So I know that you haven't listened yeah, to every one of them. We know. So I know you're missing out. I know you're missing out. I know you're missing out on some good stuff. So make sure you go back when you have time, when you're trying to, you know, clean up, do something during quarantine. We're going back into lockdown. So make sure you catch up on our stuff. And um, also in our bio, you can also ask, ask us questions and we can have people on to answer them with us. And anonymously, of course. Yeah, very anonymous. And we don't yeah, know who you are. <laughs> yeah, we don't know who you are. But yeah, that's it. Um, we appreciate you guys for coming on here yeah. and sharing so much knowledge with us and for such a good open conversation. Um, and yeah, make sure you support them, as we've said. Um, yeah, yeah, that's check it. Check out their pages. So we'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Thank you for having us. Oh yeah.